I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's a, that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. In this episode, we're going to cover a written article on my wearables. I wear both Whoop and Aura Ring and this article was actually posted in the middle of 2019 and I just wanted to create this in an audio format for others to listen to it and absorb it in another format. So without further ado, here is my red version of wearables. Meet Whoop and Aura Ring. Please enjoy. Wearables, meet, whoop, and aura ring. This podcast will go into detail on the wearable technology that I've been using for the last eight months. We all know how much fitness trackers have taken the world by storm. Many of us have a Fitbit or smartwatch on our wrists. These are wearables, but they don't do a great job of enhancing the quality of your life. Unless you're obsessed with steps, I believe they are dopamine drips in the form of vibration notifications. Studies show that even feeling vibrations of a cell phone Bryce concentration takes up to 20 minutes for attention to settle back on the focused task. The devices I've been using are much less obtrusive as their main purpose is data collection and to improve the quality of life. What does Whoop and Aura track? In the following sections, we will define the data the Whoop and Aura keep track of. I'll then get into their specifics including the proper use. You don't need to be wearing both of these devices as there is significant overlap as an engineer comparing biometric data from similar devices was too good to pass up. Readiness and recovery data. Resting heart rate, RHR. Resting heart rate is measured in beats per minute, BPM. For most of us, we all have some exposure to our individual resting heart rates. As most wearables track this metric, resting heart rate is a relatively stable metric to show cardiovascular fitness. For example, adult resting heart rate ranges between 60 and 100 beats per minute. Heart rate variability. HRV is a measure of time between two heartbeats. Many of us compare the human body to a machine, but the time between pulses is not constant regardless of beats per minute or heart rate. Heart rate variability is measured in parts of a second or milliseconds, MS. For anyone who wants to experience it, gently place one finger on your neck or wrist and find your pulse. You should feel a longer interval during each exhale and a shorter interval during each inhale. Understanding the nervous system and HRV. First, we need to understand some nervous system basics. The autonomic nervous system, ANS, regulates the system in our body, such as heart rate, respiration, digestion. These are two branches within the autonomic nervous system, parasympathetic rest and the sympathetic activation. HRV is controlled by the ANS. Parasympathetic regulation lowers heart rate from the intrinsic level. Intrinsic heart rate is the condition in which neither parasympathetic or sympathetic regulation is present. A lower heart rate means that more time for variability. This regulation affects a few beats at a time. Sympathetic regulation elevates the heart rate from the intrinsic level. A faster heart rate means less time for the variability. 
this regulation affects several consecutive heartbeats. This encompasses the general rule of HRV. When the resting heart rate is lower, HRV is higher. When the resting heart rate is higher or during states of stress, HRV is lower. The range of HRV can be measured anywhere from about 20 milliseconds to 100 milliseconds. Note, HRV is highly personalized. If someone has a high HRV, the person may have a predisposition such as genetics, giving they may higher HRV. The only way to understand your HRV is through measuring HRV over time and observing what affects it. How to use HRV. Heart rate variability provides us with a clear understanding of how stressed the autonomic nervous system is. Measuring HRV means we can look at how the body is responding to stress in any form. For example, let's say your HRV drops sharply from the previous day. It's worth reflecting on what you did previously that day, both physically and emotionally. For both the WHOOP and Aura Ring devices, HRV is measured during sleep. The average HRV is calculated the next day, and the data is stored for future comparisons. We can use this data to determine how well our body is rested after activities. For example, on the negative side, an easy example is drinking more than two beers before bed, within two hours of bedtime. Most often, we see an impact on HRV the next day. Another negative impact is pushing your body beyond its target limits, such as a marathon. Positive mindfulness practices have shown to positively impact HRV. This subjective data gives us mindfulness practice major efficacy. And we've linked a NCBI article to the study of mindfulness practices. HRV is expanding cardiovascular diagnostics tool that is gaining more recognition and power as technology improves. To be clear, this is an HRV crash course, not an end-all, be-all scientific journal. Be sure to check out the HRV links at the bottom of this or on the, the website for more information. Respiratory rate. Respiratory rate is the measure of breaths. An inhale followed by an exhale is one breath per minute. RR has less daily fluctuation than HRV. In general, this metric will show how well training routines have improved over the long term. Body temperature, or a ring only. Body temperature is a reliable measurement of current health. If you're getting sick, you'll see a deviation from the norm. Body temperature also tracks menstrual cycles, and the O-ring is only checked at night. Sleep data. Total sleep time. The total time asleep from all stages. Light sleep. The first stage of sleep makes up roughly 50% of your total sleep. Rapid eye movement, REM, is the vital re-energizing your mind and body. The stage is associated with consolidation and dreaming. REM sleep ranges from 5 to 50% of total sleep, and an average adult will receive 20 to 25% of REM sleep each night. Slow wave sleep, SWS, or deep sleep, is the most restorative stage of sleep. This is when the body is building and repairing its cells and tissues. Also, the most challenging stage to be awakened from. Short wave sleep accounts for 0 to 35% of total sleep. On average, adults spend 15 to 20% in the deep sleep each night. Time in bed. Time in bed includes time awake as well as total sleep time. Another term for this is sleep opportunity. Sleep efficiency. Comparison of time asleep versus time awake. Sleep efficiency of 85% or greater is excellent. It is worth noting that sleep efficiency consistently above 95% may be an indication of inadequate total sleep. Disturbances and restfulness. There are times you woke up at night, most of the time you won't remember waking up, but luckily it can be tracked. Sleep latency. 
This is how long it takes to fall asleep. If you fall asleep in less than five minutes, this can be an indication of inadequate sleep. How recovery data and sleep come together. For both devices, after recording all this data described above during sleep, they aggregate all of this and put it into a nice package. The package is labeled as recovery displayed on a scale determined by each company. For Whoop, it is on a percentage scale. For Aura Ring, it's on a unitless number from 0 to 100. On the surface, there isn't much difference between the two. Whoop seems to swing more heavily, meaning low recovery between 33% is not uncommon, or bad per se, where the low readiness on Aura is below 60. For me, it is more conservative on your readiness to say that if you get a readiness of zero, you are likely to be dead kidding, but not really. <laughs> activity. And there are some caveats here. For Aura Ring, the activity is based around your readiness with the number of activity calories needed for the day to range from 300 to 650 depending, but overall, the ring is not designed for fitness tracking activities well. Strain. Whoop only. Whoop measures the cardiovascular load on a scale of 0 to 21. The scale is logarithmic, meaning that getting from 4 to 10 is not a linear progression. In a recent blog post, Whoop went into more detail on the history behind the scale, which is based on the Borg scale. The theory behind is any strain can be multiplied by 10 to get an estimated heart rate for the duration of the activity or day. As an example, if an activity is rated 10, that means the average heart rate would have been measured at 100 beats per minute. The usefulness of the scale allows you to get a feel for perceived exertion for a given workout. Along with the recovery metrics explained above, enable a person to have a look at the amount of stress you can put yourself under for a given day. On top of this, Whoop has released its 3.0 version, which has added a strain coach, which allows you to monitor your strain during a given activity in real time, and what is optimal strain for that workout. What is the usefulness? At this point, I may have thrown too much at you to want to dive in. It all seems like a lot of numbers and math right. Both systems are very intuitive, and at the end of the day, this is all about improving the quality of your life. I am reminded of a Peter Drucker quote, what gets measured gets managed. Part of my motivation on getting Whoop initially, I had heard of HRV and wanted to learn more about how the metric could be used. The other aspect was better sleep tracking that informed daily recovery. The average adult gets about six and a half hours of sleep per night. Whoop has a sleep coach embedded into the software where it calculates your sleep needs depending on factors such as sleep debt, activity, and naps. The sleep coach is a powerful tool while geared heavily towards athletes, but for the average person who wants to perform better. The idea that you'll, sl you'll sleep when you're dead is entirely counter to what the science is telling us about the necessity of sleep to improving quality of life. The first step is understanding where you are. I'm going to be honest with you, I had overassumed how much sleep I was getting before I tracked it. Other benefits include behavioral changes. Whoop particularly has a subjective questionnaire each morning. These questions give you some insight into behaviors, positive or negative effects, sleep quality. Some of these I alluded to in understanding HRV. For full disclosure, I more actively avoid alcohol, especially in later in the evening, as I know if I have more than two drinks within two hours of bedtime, it will affect my recovery and performance for the next day. I don't want to see how low that recovery gets or even reds. While in itself, it is not wrong to be in the red and enjoy life, it is just adding more nuance to understanding the choices you make and how they affect the body. And also for a short update here, 
Whoop has now updated its subjective questionnaire to call it the Whoop Journal, which allows each user to add and change its questionnaire each morning so that you can adjust it for what you're doing in your daily routine or what you want to track. So if you're self-experimenting like myself, you can add a whole bunch of different things like saunas, CBD oils, uh, meditations, and many, many more. I'm recording this during the COVID-19 outbreak and they've added a COVID-19 box as well so that people who are diagnosed with it can self-track their symptoms too. Recommendations. As I'm reading this, it may be clear from my use case, I'm getting a bit more value from Whoop's platform. And for the most part, that is true. As I mentioned, Whoop is designed for an athlete in mind, looking to build strain and push themselves to their limit. The band itself is very comfortable, waterproof, and charging method that means you don't have to take it off. In a single work, it's sleek. Battery life for the Whoop 3.0 is now up to five days, which is up from two in the 2.0 version. The payment model is $180 for six months of service. They subsidize the cost of the hardware for a subscription model and $30 for each month afterward. The Aura Ring, on the other hand, is more for the general user looking to gain insight into sleep. While it's not as robust in the activity front, it will still help guide you. Also, embedding this degree of sensors into the shape of a standard ring is no laughing matter. It has a week's worth of battery life. The ring is also waterproof, and the ring is a flat $299 with two to three weeks of lead time, as you do have to size the ring. I think your choice is going to depend on your lifestyle and the choice of how much you want to spend here is the limiting factor. Some of you may be wondering, at this point, why do I have both of these wearables? Well, it's just for this reason. I choose to support them because they are part of a world that I can think do more than just help me. I don't have a clear winner in my eyes, as I do use both regularly, and they do have some differences in measurements that I find interesting, but that is for another post. The more I use these wearables, the more I hope that these technologies in these forms enter the healthcare system. For those who aren't intrinsically interested in them, such as myself, I can envision a world where a doctor can prescribe sleep monitoring as a first course of action, get a baseline for the patient's behaviors, and make adjustments at the lifestyle level rather than using a pill to circumvent that. Wearables of these kinds can have impacts that allow patients to have control of or understanding on why they should make a change instead of being told to make a change. When they see a difference and feel the change, it becomes that much more reinforcing, a deeper dive. This is not the last you'll hear about my wearables. I wanted to give an overview of a new class of wearables that gives so much more nuance in how well your body is recovering from the stress of your life. You'll get more on what trends I've noticed in myself and some other tips to improve your own life, specifically in creating a better sleep routine. Much of this exploration was spurred by the book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I encourage you to read that book and it will change your mind why sleep is so damn important. At the very least, listen to his TED talk, Sleep is Your Superpower. If you've become obsessed with his research, listen to the series of podcasts with Peter Atia with over six hours of audio. For more on HRV, head over to Whoop and Aura Ring to see their overviews on these podcasts or even podcasts and check out their respective websites as well. And with that, everyone, That's my overview of the Whoop and Aura Ring. Till next time. Thank you for listening. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. 
Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.